United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Dan Markey is Senior Advisor on South Asia at the United States Institute of Peace. He's one of three co-chairs of the Institute's Senior Study Group on Southern Asia. Tomorrow, the Senior Study Group will host an event and release its final report, Enhancing Strategic Stability in Southern Asia. Dan, good morning. Good morning. So we're talking about India, China, and Pakistan. Yeah, that's right. Uh, three nuclear powers uh, sharing borders and uh, in many ways having histories of conflict, hostility, uh, which has gotten worse over the past few years, particularly between India and China, but also between India and Pakistan. Always between India and Pakistan. I feel like that's been on a low boil for decades. It has, yeah. Uh, in 2019, we saw the last instance of uh, back and forth attacks. And they were quite unusual because they included airstrikes on each other's territories. This is really the only time that we could see airstrikes um, between two nuclear armed powers. Uh, and then more recently, just this, this year, we saw a, a kind of a mistake, an accidental launch by India of a hypersonic missile that is considered dual capable, that it, is, it could carry nuclear weapons uh, land inside of Pakistan. It was an accident, but it could have caused something much worse. Uh, you hate to hear about missiles getting fired by accident. You know, this is never a good start. <laughs> it's not. And, uh, you know, it would be bad under any circumstances. You know, an accidental U.S. missile launch that hit Canada would be bad. But the problem here, of course, is that these are countries that have been at war a number of times. They're countries that... Um, sort of see each other in hostile terms, have deep differences over where they draw their borders, and in particular, uh, where they draw their borders over Kashmir. Um, that's something that, that hasn't gone away. And if, it, and if anything, in many ways, it's gotten worse. So, you know, you mentioned this report. I mean, a lot of what we're trying to do is flag these concerns and the overlapping concerns, not just between India and Pakistan, but between India and China as well, and see them as a com complicated um, set of issues that all are interrelated in ways that make U.S. policymakers' jobs even harder. Well, is, is there more to it than territorial disputes? And if so, what? Sorry, is there much we can do about them? No, no, no. Ter is this about territorial disputes or is there more to it? At some level, it is about territorial disputes. Uh, India and China also disagree on where their borders are drawn between them on land uh, up in the high Himalayan mountains. Um, but at another level, uh, India and Pakistan, India and China have uh, broader concerns, um, fears about uh, security, their own security. Pakistan being a less powerful country facing India, a much more powerful neighbor, has always been worried about what India might do for right or wrong. And India now, uh, even though it's quite uh, got a huge population facing a very powerful and increasingly wealthy and influential Chinese neighbor, also feels insecure. So the, the natural underlying insecurities coupled with differences over territory uh, and a variety of other political differences that make these hostilities difficult to manage. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so uh, how does the U.S. fit into this picture? Well, you know, it used to be that the United States would look over to this part of the world and see India and Pakistan as lesser powers, but uh, 
at least since 1998, nuclear armed states concern, have concerns about managing crises between them. And uh, one of its natural partners in having these concerns would actually be China, uh, because both the United States and China would be worried that you know, a war between India and Pakistan would actually hurt their interests, their economic interests, their own security interests, and so on. The problem now is that uh, U.S. influence in the region has waned to some degree. Our relations with Pakistan have gotten much worse, particularly after our departure from Afghanistan. Though we have grown, grown closer with India, I think we all know that our relations with China have really deteriorated. And we see them more as a hostile competitor in many ways than as a partner. Um, and so that actually makes our influence, that is Washington's influence, considerably less. So, you know, the group uh, that, that we convened of experts really identified more narrow opportunities to seize tactical advantages. Say, uh, if we see where India and Pakistan right now have a ceasefire in place, which they do, uh, this is the kind of thing that we should support, not anticipating that we'll solve their problems, but it may make them marginally more manageable in the near term. Uh, also working with India and other partners to expand non-military means to deter aggression. Like what, for example? Well, you know, uh, in 2020, India and China had a little skirmish along their border, and it was noteworthy because it was the first time that we had seen considerable number of casualties in over 40 years. Uh, one of the things that India did in response to Chinese um, aggression was it banned uh, web apps from Indian phones that were that were made by Chinese companies. Um, it also kept Chinese companies from competing in certain parts of the Indian economy. Now, India can do that. It sends a, a, a useful message to China about you know, what India would do to punish China. But the problem is that China um, is very much integrated into India's economy. And it's difficult for India alone to use those kinds of economic tools to really um, coerce or deter China. But if India is working with the United States, with Japan, with Australia, with European partners, and if we could all uh, band together with potentially or at least threats of coercive economic sanctions of the sort that we've used uh, against Russia or more narrow ones uh, that would send a powerful message to China, and that might actually get China to back off in some of its more um, provocative measures against India. Do you think, Dan, that the uneasiness between the U.S. and India is is down to Modi or 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 is there more to it than that? Would a different leader have a different result? The uneasiness between China and India? No, U.S. U.S. and India. Oh, well, I think we in the United States have some concerns about Narendra Modi, um, certainly about the way he runs uh, India, some of his governance, uh, certainly his rhetorical style. But frankly, I would say that Narendra Modi and um, a succession of um, U.S. presidents, including President Biden, have, have actually done a lot to shore up and build up the strategic partnership between India and the United States. So we've seen President Biden meet with Modi on a number of occasions already. They have plans to do so again. They built out uh, the quad or the so-called quad between India, the United States, um, Australia, and Japan. Uh, they've met virtually and in person. They're working on defense cooperation and cooperation in other areas like vaccine diplomacy. So I wouldn't say that the relationship at a you know a national level has really deteriorated, even though we do have con some, some concerns, many of us, about the direction Modi may be taking governance in India. It's so fascinating to see how many different countries China has sort of burrowed into economically that makes it hard for these kinds of simmering conflicts to be sorted out. 
Absolutely. I mean, in the Indian case, uh, you look at India's uh, pharmaceutical industry, which is enormous and a, a critical part of its national economy. And something they estimate that something like 70% of the materials that go into the sort of the raw materials that go into that industry come from China. So India may be able to ban some applications from Indian phones that are you know, made by Chinese engineers and computer scientists. But uh, China could basically, if it chose to, uh, throw a real wrench into the works of, of India's economy. And, and that does make it harder for India to push back um, when it feels pressure uh, from China. Dan Markey is Senior Advisor on South Asia at the United States Institute of Peace. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Really good to talk. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.